Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, the Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The Paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. The application from last week's 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading tells us that God does not make junk. The second reading shows us that our actions speak louder than words. The gospel reveals God's presence in all situations. This week, by your actions, show what it is that you really believe. Look for specific ways to be humble to your family, like the ruler in the synagogue. Make a decision to put your family members' interests before your own. Share the good news of the gospel with each member of your family. 
love one another as he loves you. And I, I experienced God's touch and love for me through the scripture, blessed are the clean of heart, and for they will see God. And also, I have you in my heart and shared that with my whole family through an email. He shared what he's doing in my life. What was a helpful or new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken wrote in one of his books, the first reading helped me to see that God does not make junk. His application was, I have been very concerned about a man who has ruined his life and lost his children over his actions. I still see a very good person in this man. I see Christ disguised in him. In an application from another book he had, talking comes by nature, silence by wisdom. I am realizing that the more you talk, the less you really say. And for me, I, my application, the woman with the hemorrhage touched Jesus and Jesus touched the synagogue official dot official's daughter's hand and the little girl rose from the dead while well, my application to my thought which was just said pray with expectancy that Jesus will heal when praying with someone he always heals those who believe in him if I really believe I am a temple of the Holy Spirit and I have the hands of Jesus I will not be afraid of asking God for the impossible. Now, this week is the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The gospel is from Mark 6, 1 to 6, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. He departed from there and returned to his own part of the country, followed by his disciples. When the Sabbath came he began to teach in the synagogue in a way that kept his large audience amazed. They said, where did he get all this? What kind of wisdom is he endowed with? How is it that such miracles, miraculous deeds are accomplished by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, a brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Are not his sisters our neighbors here? They found him too much for them. Jesus' response to all this was, no prophet is without honor except in his native place, among his own kindred and in his own house. He could work no miracle there apart from curing a few who were sick by laying hands on them. So much did their lack of faith distress him. He made the rounds of the neighboring villages instead and spent his time teaching the word of the Lord. The questions, to where did Jesus return and who was with him? To his own part of the country, Nazareth, and his disciples were with him. When the Sabbath came, what did Jesus do? He began to teach in the synagogue. And what was the reaction of many who heard him? They were amazed. Mark 2, 6, 2. How did Jesus teach? 
Mark 1.22 says, the people were spellbound about his teaching because he taught with authority and not like the scribes. What were the questions the people were asking about Jesus and what was their attitude toward him? Where did he get all this? What kind of wisdom is he endowed with? How is it that such miraculous deeds are accomplished by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, a brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Are not his sisters our neighbors here? Well, they found him too much for them. By whom did Jesus say we will be taught by God? How will we be drawn to him? By our father, the scripture says, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. And about what were the Jews murmuring? At this, the Jews started to murmur and protest because he claimed, I am the bread of, that came down from heaven. They kept saying, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph? Do we not know his father and mother? How can he claim to have come down from heaven? Stop your murmuring, Jesus said to them. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them. I will raise them up on the last day. It is written in the prophets. They shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the father and learned from him comes to me. John 6, 41 to 45. Where did Jesus say a prophet is without honor? In his native place. Among whom? His own kindred. And where? In his own house. What was Jesus not able to do in his own native place apart from curing a few sick people? He could do no miracles. How were some healed by Jesus? By laying hands on them. Personal. How has Jesus healed you by his touch? And how have you others been healed by his touch through you? Deacon Ken wrote in the, one of his books, dated 1993 to 2000, he has healed my emotions and he is healing my body. I hope like Paul, others see his strength in my weakness. I can do all things through him. Then in another book he wrote, his touch has reached me through his word, Eucharist and other people, by my openness to bear a share of their hardship and helping them to look only to Jesus, even when it looks hopeless in any other di direction. He is the way, truth, and the light. Another book he wrote, he has touched my heart, my mind, and my body, and his he heals many times through me. I believe in him and expect him to be with me. And another, through his word, sacraments, Marie, and teaching, preaching, and healing. So the question again, how has Jesus healed you by his touch and how have others been healed by his touch through you? And I wrote, he touches me a lot. He touched me when the song, he touched me, was playing. I had my eyes closed and I felt his hand come upon me. I rested in the spirit and was healed of an ulcer. Another time when I had my tonsils out, he touched my mind and revealed his presence to me. 
He touched me through his word by telling me he loves me and fills the hunger in my heart to be loved. For I am convinced that neither life nor death, nor angels or principalities, nor present or future things, or powers or height nor depth, nor any other creature can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. He healed me of compulsive eating through that scripture. And that was his touch on me. I am blessed and thankful for his healing touch on my life. Others have been touched by God's touch through me as I lay hands on the sick and get a scripture for them. I recently laid hands on someone who has a back problem. The results is up to God in whatever way he wants to heal. A miracle is instantaneous. Healing is a process and takes time. Question nine. At what was Jesus amazed? So much did their lack of faith distress him, he made the rounds of the neighboring villages instead and spent his time teaching at their lack of faith. Where is the righteousness of God revealed in the gospel? And who is the one who will live? Everyone who believes in him. Romans 1, 16 to 17 says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God leading everyone who believes in it to salvation. The Jew first and the Greek. For in the gospel is revealed the justice of God, which begins and ends with faith. As scripture says, the just man shall live by faith. How did many come to believe in Jesus? John 4, 41 says, and through his spoken word, Many were more came to faith. Personal, how, how has your faith grown since you have been studying God's word? Deacon Ken wrote in a book dated 1993 to 2000, I have found out that not only am I loved, but also saved just by believing in Jesus. My faith grows in direct proportion to my response to the power and presence of God in my life. In another book, he said tremendously, it has caused me to reflect on how much do I take or how much do I give. I am willing to to risk all that I have for Jesus Christ. I am the richest man in the world in Jesus, my Lord and Savior. Another book, Tremendously, it has been in stages, always around my illness. God is my strength. Through him, all things are possible. And I answered that question, my faith has grown, how my faith has grown. I am being taught by God as I read and hear the words Jesus speaks and then apply it to my life. My faith has grown tremendously as I hear and apply his word to my life. I trust in him. Let us read and meditate now on the psalm for this Sunday, 123, 1 to 4. To you I lift up my eyes who are enthroned in heaven. Behold, as the eyes of servants are on the hands of their masters, As the eyes of a maid are on the hands of her mistress, so are our eyes on the Lord, our God, till he take pity on us. Have pity on us, O Lord, have pity on us, for we are more than sated with contempt. 
Our souls are more than sated with the mockery of the arrogant, with the contempt of the proud. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm, and how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken said, have pity on us, Lord, have pity on us. In his application, I want to find Jesus hidden in the disguise of the poor, and I want to recognize him through pity. Suffering and joy lead to humility and obedience equals holiness. Another book he show, show us favor, Lord, for we have our full, fill of contempt. His application by forgiving others is Jesus forgives me. I am deeply grateful for his mercy. I do not deserve it. And I wrote an answer to that, that he has come for a people, not for me alone. And as I lift my eyes to look upon him, he fills the desire of my heart and all who do the same. We are all sinners and all in need of God's pity, his mercy. My application, stay humble and look to God when feeling oppressed or depressed. The commentary, Jesus was teaching and healing around the country, but the people of his hometown saw him only as a carpenter. They looked at Jesus and asked, what are his credentials? Where did he go to school? He is no better than we are. He is just a common laborer. The townspeople were insulted that others could be impressed by him and even follow him. They completely rejected his authority because he was one of their peers. These people missed his message because they thought that they knew all that was needed to know about him. Prejudice and spiritual blindness kept them from the truth. Today, there are many people who still reject his message because it is too simple, too common, and too demanding. Today, we have many people who refuse the message because they have too much power, wealth, education, or fame to be committed to such a servant like Jesus. The Jews were looking for a mighty powerful, educated warrior-type Messiah. They were not about to listen to some itinerant preacher talk about loving your enemy, feeding the hungry, sheltering the homeless, visiting the sick and the imprisoned. They rose up in outage and demanded outrage and demanded to see his credentials. And then they tried to get him out of their part of the country. Jesus has shown us in this gospel message that if people do not give you any attention or respect for the work you do in God's name, that does not make you your work any less important. Jesus shows each one of us that we do not need to be respected or honored to be useful to God. If your friends, neighbors, or family do not respect your Christian lifestyle and ministry, do not let their rejection keep you from serving God. Today, Jesus is seeking those who would respect, respond to his miracles and message. What will be our response? The application. The first reading tells us that obedience is the core of holiness. The second reading reveals that in the, our weakness is his strength. 
The gospel shows us that being honored does not make what we do important. This week, show your love by being a servant to someone who is physically or emotionally weak. Let their weakness become strength in Christ through you. You can do this by visiting someone who is shut in or imprisoned. You can read the weekly scriptures to a blind person. You can fix a meal for an elderly person in your home, family, or church. You can take someone who is lonely or depressed to a movie. You can telephone someone and pray with them. You can be God's ambassador and let his strength shine through you. Let's close with a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this lesson. Thank you. We don't have to be regarded as special or whatever, but we do know who you, you love us and you are with us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.